This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, one and all, and welcome to yet another best episode of Cancel Shweezy. How is it going, everyone? Welcome to the show today. Um, I'm telling you right now, this is our best episode that we have ever made uh, for you, for me, and for your children. Um, Yep, welcome to the show today. Like I said, it it is literally our best episode uh, that we have ever made today. So welcome to the show. Like I said, we we have the best thing I've ever made for you today, which is this podcast. So welcome to the show today. I have a lot of cool things to talk about. Why am I just repeating that one topic? Um, welcome to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Welcome to the show today. Um, we're also recording this on Valentine's Day, meaning that um, it comes out in a couple days after Valentine's Day. So happy uh, belated Valentine's Day. This is our belated Valentine's episode. Hopefully the green screen is showing uh, a Valentine's background. So theoretically, I am your Valentine, which is what you need. Don't be stingy this Valentine's Day. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Schweigentines Day? Schweezytines? You're my Schweezytine. Happy Schweezytines Day to you and... Uh, Especially to your mother. I want to wish your mother a happy Valentine's Day. Um, The most important person I want to wish a happy Valentine's Day to is your mother. Um, Even though I have also said multiple statements on your mother being a fat cow and on me sleeping with your mother, I I regret to inform you those do contradict each other. And uh, sometimes you have to live with your own choices uh, when you say someone's mother is a fat cow, but you've also slept with them at the same time. Sometimes you live with your decisions. Sometimes you lose in life and sometimes congratulations. You play yourself. You play yourself. So thank you for uh, clicking on the show today, whether you're listening with your earbuds, uh, Raycons. Does anyone actually use Raycons? I thought about buying a pair once. Um, but I, like I said, uh, some of you know, I usually mainly use in uh, the wired buds, um, mainly, uh, I know I had AirPods, but they got filled so much with wax. I couldn't even like clean them out. It was, it was pretty bad, but I used wired earbuds cause I'm, I'm built different 
And uh, you could be built different too. So if you're using your wireless earbuds, you could be using wire earbuds. You could be listening on a speaker. Could be on your. I could be on your TV set on the YouTube app. Because uh, we do have a video show. I wonder if, like, can I get the video show on Spotify like Joe Rogan does? We're still on Spotify, FYI. Um, we have, we're not, we're not pulling our, myself off Spotify, especially with my music, which you can listen to on Spotify or Apple Music or Tidal or Deezer or YouTube or Amazon, wherever you listen to music at. I don't know. Most people Spotify, Apple, and then there's that one guy who does Tidal. Uh, but anyways, you can listen to uh, Shweezy, and that's just Shweezy, no cancel in front of it, just Shweezy. Um, on there, you can go listen to stream my music nonstop, which is really cool. Uh, I like that. And uh, more, yeah, you know, more stuff like that. Um, doing that too. You can also go check me out on your social medias. That's at the Shweezy everywhere. Um, especially TikTok. We're trying to post a lot of TikTok. I've been posting gaming TikToks, which has been really cool. Uh, the gaming TikToks. I've been playing a lot of. Uh, Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus, which has been really fun. I think I'm done streaming it um, until they release maybe a DLC. Then I will hop back right back into it. Um, Let's just jump into it. Uh, we'll maybe jump into it, but I'm done now. I don't think shiny hunting is what my audience wants, but I've been posting some of those like hacks on TikTok. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to watch me stream... Uh, video gameplay, uh, you can go check out our new channel. We were on Twitch. We are now on Facebook Gaming, fb.gg slash Live, or just look up Shweezy Live, the Facebook page, on your Facebook app. That way you can see me. Um, I try to post a schedule of when I do start streaming, and then from there, you can go check out the streams there. It's really convenient. You just scroll by, and then you see me streaming, and you're like, hey, let's go check out Daddy. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's that simple. You can go check me out. Go give me a follow on that page. We're trying to build up that page, um, to make sure it gets, uh, to where it needs to be on a stream page, whatever a streaming page needs to be. We're trying to get that up there. So we're trying to infiltrate algorithms. We're always trying to infiltrate algorithms, which I will get into in a minute. Um, an algorithm I'd love to infiltrate is Patreon. We do have a Patreon page, um, Basically, you can financially support the show, and it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Go check that out, and don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Um, yeah, just a great way to say thank you for being a friend. We also have a ton of free shit you can always do. Uh, the the shit that always means a lot to me. If, me, if you don't give me what I need, even though it means so much to me. You know, um, you can, uh, if you're on the YouTubes, um, obviously you can go hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's a great way to be notified when we release episodes and uh, post our highlights as well. Um, you can also press the like on any of the highlights or the uh, whole episode in general, in general, uh, that you do want to go, go watch as well. Um, you can, uh, you can also share that, those highlights with your friends. I know you have friends who, uh, you would love to get into cancel Shweezy. And I think the highlights are the best way to do it. You can just send highlights and, uh, that's me going over the best parts of the show and all the episodes and stuff like that. So, uh, go, go and check those out. Go share the highlights with you. Uh, and if you're an audio listener, that's an also a great thing you can do as well. Um, you want to help share the goodness, the word, the word that is Shweezy. Uh, you can go on the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe. Even if you do generally, 
uh, listen audio only. That way you can get updated on the highlights. So in case you miss an episode, but you do want to check out some of the best parts of the episode, go check that out. And we do some content that is a little bit better when you do watch the video. So like you can like, you know check it out the video uh, the listening only, and then go check the video, see what you're missing in uh, like the highlights and stuff like that. And sharing highlights with your friends is uh, means the world, and it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And see the cool shit that we're doing on this show. The the cool ass shit. The WAP wet ass podcast. Cool. It helps us infiltrate algorithms as well. Uh, like if you're an audio only listener, uh, leaving us a review or pressing the subscribe button. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it does mean the world. It really helps uh, infiltrate algorithms for us. And you can also leave a five, four, three, two, one star review wherever you're podcasting at also another great way uh to say thank you for being a friend as well you know we travel down this road back again our hearts are true and uh, you're a pal and a confidant so thank you so much uh for everyone and every all the support you give me each and every week on this show uh daddy likes it i like that so yeah drink some diet coke diet coke Okay, so now let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the news. Some of you go to CNN, some of you go to your local news station, and they either do fluff pieces, which I prefer they do, or what they will do is show you what child got murdered in your location that previous week. Um, Those are always two things you know um, in your world. Um, But previous week right now is news, I would say, of the entire world. Um, maybe even other planets too sometimes, uh, but typically Earth. So anyone who's not listening on Earth, sorry, you may be, um, if you're not on Earth and you're listening to this show today, I do apologize. You, th- this news may not resonate towards you, um, but, you know, sometimes news news can only be on one planet at a time, and that's kind of what we're doing here today, folks. We're doing previous week right now. We're going over to the previous week, and when are we going over it? Right now. So, as Philip DeFranco would say... Let's just jump into it. This is from TV Answer Man. Now, I'm going to say this uh, early on in the episode today, that um, none of these sources are good, um, FYI. I'm just reading them and reacting to them. Um, apparently, I have to make that announcement. I, I, I say the source of it so you can make your own decision. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, none of these sources are actual good sources to get your news from. Um, I don't know who to get your news from. Uh, me, I'm the only person you should get your news from. So I'm going to assume everything is right in these articles, but I don't know. Um, from TV Answer Man, uh, Netflix to subscribers. It's not a price increase. It's a price update. When is a price increase not a price increase? When Netflix says it isn't. Um, the streaming giant is now alerting existing subscribers that the price of their monthly plans will increase by $1 to $2 a month in the next month or so. Netflix announced last month that effective immediately, it was raising the price for its three plans for new customers. The, cust- the company said that it would inform existing customers in the coming weeks that their prices would increase as well. It is now doing that via emails. 
but it's how they are doing it that's raising eyebrows. A Netflix email sent this week to existing subscribers carried by subject line, we're updating our prices, here's why. The email titled, updating prices to bring you your more Netflix rights that we hope you're enjoying everything Netflix has to offer. We're updating our prices to bring you more great entertainment. Your monthly prices will change to new plan price on March 12, 2022. This update will allow us to deliver even more value to your membership with stories that lift you up, move you, or simply make your day a little better. Netflix does not mention anywhere in the email that the subscriber's monthly price will increase, not just be updated. Perhaps the company is hoping that new subscribers won't notice the difference. However, some Netflix viewers do see the difference and they are registering their distaste for the Orwellian wordplay in comments on social media. This update will allow us to deliver even more value to your membership with stories that lift you up, move you, or simply make your day a little better. Sorry, this does just not justify the price hike hashtag Netflix. Just be honest. You want to make more money. It's okay to admit that tweeted that thinking man. At least call it a price increase. Too funny. Crappy dot dot dot. But also but funny also, added Shipley tweets straight out of Black Mirror at David Sternberg wrote in response to the email while at Writer45 suggested sarcastically that Netflix was trying to paint the price increase as new and improved prices. So th th this is very interesting, Netflix's, uh, um, you know, kind of plan, because the only way, because Netflix... At, at one point, you know, back in, I would say, like, 2011, that's when I, 2010, 2011, that's when I first got on the Netflix train, and um, I wasn't on Netflix. My parents had Netflix for a minute uh, when it was just DVDs, and so they had that, and so, uh, and they never let me and my brother pick out DVDs. It was just for them, and they didn't even use it correctly. It was, it was very weird, um, and then I think by the time streaming came around, they... Uh, they didn't have it, but I had, like, a friend. I was on Friends for a while, and now I'm on my own. I think all my streaming services are my own, FYI, because I'm a fucking adult. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think I, sh I share it with my parents still. So that's, I'm not on there. They're on mine. Technically, I'm the one who runs it, because they don't know how. Um, anyways, though, Netflix, the ad thing is eventually everyone's going to get Netflix, and so... And then they keep spending money on original content, and I never know how they're getting that money back. You know, they're, I don't know, the, to me, who doesn't know a ton about business, a little bit, but not like a ton, uh, their business model, I feel like at some point, it's going to end, to me, in my mind. And I'm thinking at some point, uh, Netflix isn't going to be around much longer. Because um, at one point, you know, back in, like I said, back in like 2010, 2011, Netflix, it was just Netflix and Hulu. Um, eventually, HBO Now was a thing. This was before HBO Max. HBO Now, but that only had HBO shows on it, like nothing else. It was just HBO shows. It was kind of like, if you had HBO and you missed the show, you could download the app on your Apple TV uh, and then watch it from there. So that, that was kind of how that worked. Um, and then now... More and then more streaming services have now come up in recently. I think 2019 is when they all started coming out. So then there was Disney released it because Disney made their own plan, and it makes sense. I've been told it makes sense for some companies to actually start a streaming service. Um, you know, HBO had their content, but once they they uh, they uh, kind of made a deal with Warner 
brothers, like it made sense for HBO to now start their own streaming service because they have a ton of great content. And with Warner on their side, made it super easy. Disney, it made a lot of sense. They have a lot of original content. Why license it to Netflix when they could just do it on their own, save money in-house and, and stuff like that? Uh, Paramount figured that out too. Um, and stuff like that, you know, like they figured it out. And it's like, so Netflix is creating original stuff. So they have to have put money. They already have into it. Stuff like that. Disney already has stuff. And Disney is also releasing movies in Warner brothers and stuff like that. They're also releasing movies in theaters or airing stuff on cable television too, you know, and then they make money from that as well from ads and stuff like that. Netflix I don't understand their business model 100% and how they're going to continue to make money because the only way they can continue to make money is getting new subscribers and raising their price. And eventually, at some point, like every streaming service is like, I'm, I think here, like, what streaming services do I need right now? For me, um, I like Disney and I like HBO. Like, those are those are the two that I really like. Discovery Plus Um is I, I like that too, but I I don't I would say I don't need it. No one needs to know my opinions on, on fucking ninety day fiance and uh, fucking shit like that. Uh, but you know that's the thing with like Netflix though. Like their prices keep going up. They're like the most expensive streaming service now, and it's getting to a point where only thing good they have on there are their own original programs, which. I'm not even entirely sure I care too much about, you know, I'll watch the squid game and I'll watch other stuff, the stream. But at some point it's like, at some point I think people, a lot of people are just going to start canceling Netflix is like, yeah, nothing really on there. I want except for like one show and they drop the whole season on one day. Then maybe you figure out a free trial, binge it and then cancel, you know, I don't know. I don't think, I think we're starting to see the decline of Netflix and, uh, it's sad because I remember back in my day, everything was on Netflix. It was it was either on Netflix or it wasn't. And it was great. Like, South Park used to be on Netflix. How I Met Your Mother used to be on Netflix. Uh, back in my day, The Office. The Office, you know, that was like their big big show for millions of years on Netflix. And now that's gone because it went to Peacock, you know. Um, you know, once Netflix gets to a point where it's only their original content, it's, you know, it's gonna... Netflix is probably gonna fade away pretty quickly, folks. And, uh... Where where do we go from here? It's super interesting to see. Um, will you be continuing to keep Netflix? Let me know. I would love to know um, your opinions on that. James Blunt song deployed on protesters in New Zealand following Manilow and the Macarena after the musician su suggested using it from Sky News. Uh, New Zealand authorities have turned to the music of James Blunt in their latest musical effort to move protesters camped outside Parliament. Uh, the demonstrators who are angry about COVID-19 vaccine mandates were initially bombarded with Barry Manilow's greatest hits, plus the 1990s dance tune Macarena, all played on a loop from one of Parliament's loudspeakers. When on Saturday evening, UK time, British musician Blunt tweeted an offer to help. Sharing a news story about the protesters being blasted with the sound of Manilow, he wrote, give me a shout if this doesn't work uh, at New Zealand police. A few hours later, it appeared his offer had been accepted with the star's most famous hit, You're Beautiful, being played over the loudspeaker. Protesters seemed under undeterred, however, singing the song, other songs over the hit and dancing in the rain. The protesters in New Zealand began on Tuesday when a convoy of vehicles arrived at Wellington's Parliament buildings, adopting the name Convoy for Freedom and blocking some of the city's streets. Numbers dwindled on Wednesday but increased again over the weekend. 
The protesters have been inspired by similar rallies in Canada, but their list of grievances has expanded to include general dissatisfaction with Cena Ardern's government. On Thursday, police said they had arrested 120 people, charging many with trespassing or obstruction. Authorities turned to music after the use of water sprinklers failed to dislodge the protesters. The other artists used to annoy protesters, the loudspeaker, have also played Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, the Frozen hit Let It Go, and Byron Children's song Baby Shark, as well as COVID vaccine messages. Lockdowns and border closures have kept COVID-19 deaths in infection rates very low in New Zealand. Some 94% of those aged 12 and over have had two doses of the COVID vaccine, but there has been anger about the rules requiring widespread use of vaccine passes. Um, so it's very interesting. I think they're playing, um, if we're going to be honest here, if we're going to talk about their, uh, plan here in, you know, trying to annoy the protesters, uh, they're playing too many songs at this point. Like, you know, you can handle, I can listen to what song do I, do I really hate? Anything Megan Trainer. If they, you could play anything by Megan Trainer, um, and, uh, you know, I, I could deal with it. You know, you just play all about that bass one time or whatever, or well, that's a move. however her fucking songs go. Uh, if you play it once, I'm, I can deal with it. However, if you're, if you play it for three hours straight, I, you could easily lose it. I think they're switching songs too much. So, um, and you know, let, let's be honest here. Let's, let's, let's look over the song list they have chosen here. Um, I see, uh, let's go from Barry Manilow. Mary Manilow's not bad. Um, you see here, uh, the Macarena, you can play it once, it's fine. If you play that over and over again, that could really annoy some people. Uh, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Like, I love that song. My life is brilliant. And then he stops, and then he finally comes in. My life is brilliant. My love is pure. I saw an angel. Of that, I'm sure. Barry Manilow. Oh, Mandy. It's great. Barry Manilow is great. Um, James Blunt's great. I think he's just joking with them. Play that song. Um, that's a great. That's a great way to get a good laugh. Um, my heart would go on. That's a. That's a bop. Why are you hating on Celine? Why are you hating on Celine like that? That's not cool. Um, Baby Shark. Yeah, that. If you play that for a while, I would shoot my brain. I would shoot my brain out. Um, so I think they're playing too many songs. Um, I would stick to the Macarena and Baby Shark. Maybe, maybe play, maybe do like what John Mulaney says. Maybe play Baby Shark ton of times, um, like eight times. Then stick in the Macarena, and then go back to Baby Shark. I think that's gonna be, you know, it's. Uh, I think that's gonna be the real trick for them. I think. Do you do that? And I don't know. I, um, and I don't know the COVID vaccine mandates. I guess. Um, People are protesting that so much. Like, I don't know. I, like, there's things I disagree with, but I barely want to go protest Black Lives Matter. And there was also, we're also in the middle of a pandemic, too. People are going out protesting. It's like, okay, yeah, that's not helping anyone. Anyways, though, so uh, people just get vaccinated. It's, I got both and a booster, and I am perfectly fine. And uh, you will be, too, unless you have a health concern or a doctor. Listen to doctors, folks. I know in America, it's hard to get to a doctor, but uh, there's a lot of doctors who do podcasts, so you can listen to them. Don't listen to some idiot on the internet. Except this idiot on the internet. Listen to this idiot on the internet when he tells you to get your vaccine. So, um, yeah. From Union Democrat, Idaho Potato Commission launches perfume 
Frites by Idaho that smells like french fries. Uh, French fry fans now have a fragrance to call their very own. To celebrate Idaho Potato Lovers Month, the Idaho Potato Commission is now selling a perfume made from Idaho potatoes. The state agency responsible for promoting the state's signature crop started developing the perfume after a survey revealed that 90% of people love the smell of french fries. Uh, Named Frights by Idaho, the perfume is gold in color, comes in a clear bottle that was formulated from essential oils and distilled Idaho potatoes. Uh, the fragrance is described as embodying the irresistible essence of potatoes from the gem state and costs about the same price as a large order of fries. Retailing for $1.89 for a 1.7 ounce bottle, the fragrance is available for purchase on the Idaho Potato Commission's website. Whether you're at a drive through restaurant or dry dining in, it's near impossible to not grab a fry and take a bite before you dive into your meal. The smell is too good to resist. Idaho Potato Commission President and CEO Jamie Hangman said this perfume is a great gift for anyone who can't refuse a french fry. I have a lot of questions. So, you know, have you ever been to like one of those big soda shops like they'll sell or any place that sells like novelty type sodas like there's like a bacon soda or and stuff like that, you know, like you know, you seen like ba- I have a friend who got like bacon soda, bacon flavored soda and stuff like that. You, you know, there's many many millions of other flavors that you can also get as well in that. But there's that that stuff doesn't taste good. It's like novelty. You buy it as like a joke. So I can see buying this stuff as a joke, um, but then actually wanting to smell like, like you smell French fries and they smell good. But there's people who work fast food and they just smell like oil after they get off their shifts or when they go into shifts and stuff like that. And it does not smell good. I don't know why people are so insistent on smelling like French fries. I don't think anyone actually wants to smell like French fries. Um, it's, It's... And honestly, like potatoes have a scent, but it's very mild of a scent. That's that's what I was thinking. And so is it just fry oil is that what they smell people smell like that's what you kind of like about it. you kind of like it, the, the f- once they're fried and smell like it's majority deep frying oil that you like the smell of not actually the smell of french fries you like you just like deep fried goodness that will ruin your body that's what you like about french fries just it's deep fried it's salty and it's gonna ruin your body um so that's my thing and and no one, no one's gonna wear this. I mean, you buy it for the novelty. I can see that, but you're not gonna buy this. Like, like you know, men. It's Is it perfume? They say it's perfume, right? Um, perfume. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you, I consider perfume for women, cologne for men? Like, no woman, no, no guy wants to smell a woman that smells like French fries. Well, if you're on my six hundred pound life, it's. You kind of do, but you don't want a woman who smells like french fries. And then if you're a woman, you don't want to smell like french fries. And you don't want a guy who smells like french fries. Um, If you're going to buy this, buy it for the novelty. But don't wear this stuff, people. This is my PSA. Don't wear french fry smelling perfume. No one wants to smell you in that. Also, I will say, though, McDonald's has like a candle, a pickle candle. And if you like that candle, that's how I get physically angry. Um... A pickle candle. That that's fucking disgusting. Okay, don't don't do that. (coughs) 
Okay, is my arm crossed over? Um, our final article from Best News GH. Uh, women in Kenya celebrate as government legalizes polygamy. Um, what? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A new law that went into effect in Kenya this week makes it legal for a man to marry as many women as he wants, and a leading women's group is applauding it. President Uhuri Kenyatta uh, signed the polygamy measure into law Tuesday, formally recognizing what has long been a cultural practice in the nation. Parliament passed the bill in March despite protests from female lawmakers who angrily stormed out of the late-night session at the time. The bill initially allowed the first wife the right to veto the husband's choice of additional spouses. Uh, male members of Parliament successfully pushed to get that clause dropped. Uh, marriage is the voluntary union of a man and a woman, whether in a monogamous or poly- Polygamous Union, Kenyatta said in a statement, the Marriage Act 2014 defines various types of marriages, including monogamous, polygamous, customary, Christian, Islamic, and Hindu marriages. No limit of number of wives. The law legalizes polygamous unions, but does not provide an official limit on number of wives a man can have. The Federation of Women Lawyers, a powerful women's rights group, applauded aspects of the bill and criticized others. Polygamy already is a common feature among many cultures in Kenya and in some other African countries. The bill, the group said, is long overdue because polygamous unions were previously not regarded as equal to regular marriages. We are happy in the law with the law because finally all marriages are being treated equally, said Christine Aching, effective director of the nation's Federation of Women Lawyers. All marriages will be issued with marriage certificates, including customary marriages. Before this, customary marriages were treated as inferior with no marriage certificates. This opened up suffering for the women because they could not legally prove they were married to a particular man. First wife has no say. However, she said the first wife should have a say in picking her husband's co-wives. Uh, what we what are we are not happy about is that now a man can marry another wife or wives without the consent of the first wife. She said that section of the law is potentially open to abuse because a man can secretly marry other wives because he doesn't need his wife's consent to marry. A Jan, a but Jane Kimani, a. Nairobi resident said the bill is archaic and has no place in modern society. Polygamous marriages should not even be an issue today, she said. Kenya is moving backwards instead of changing with the times. I don't even know how to respond to this, folks. Um, I know Uzman, aka Soja Boy, um, uh, from TLC's 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 Days, the last two seasons, he's been on two seasons of the show. Of the of before the ninety days with two different women, uh, it's a um, very interesting because it's usually like in in the cultures like the man has to be able to support all the wives and because it's very men support the women and the women you know take care of the household or whatever so uh, polygamy <coughs> or poly lifestyles is very different in those cultures. Um, and what do you and what you think of like sister wives or shit like that? Where it's like I have five wives, we have a little compound and uh, shit like that. This guy just wants to get laid by a bunch of women. It's a little bit different than that in Kenya, so I, I think we all do have to keep in mind that a little bit. Um, however, though, um, I'm kind of curious to see where this goes in the rest of the world. Like, will um, like will the whole world allow polygamous marriages where you can have multiple wives or? Um, is this a forward thinking or backwards thinking? I don't know. Uh, you should let me know in regards to that. Cause I don't know. And I don't also don't really care that much either.
Did you know that 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten? I did, and I don't think that is very cash money considering $218 billion is the exact dollar amount being thrown away. But now, I know you're asking yourself, what can I do to help? Well, today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to solve that problem. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In moments I'm stingy with my diet, I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in the description, you get an $80 credit. Holy guacamole from the avocados you can get from Imperfect Food. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Help stop food waste and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. It's time for Exvangelical content. What? Uh, the content that I do because it does really well on this show and y'all seem to like, so I'm going to keep... Doing it until y'all say to stop. Um, this week I'm going over, uh, oh, I want to talk about, because I watched, oh, last night I watched it actually, instead of watching the Super Bowl, because I didn't really give a shit about the Super Bowl. Um, the, I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It was on HBO Max, uh, home box office Max, that uh, I watched. Maybe Max is short for Maximum. Um, I watched that yesterday. It was uh, It was a great movie. I gotta say, I, I really enjoyed the program. Uh, what is uh, what is this um, what is this movie? You may ask. Well, it stars Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. Um, and I I think I got to make this statement public right now um, that if I had to buy one celebrity's underwear, it would be Jessica Chastain's. One, she seems like a very clean woman, uh, which I I prefer. I like good hygiene. Um, and, uh, I feel like her dirty underwear wouldn't be that bad. I don't know for me. And I think, I don't know. She has that, she has that good look. She has those good looks where it's like, I think her underwear would be good. you know, you meet some grosser women, you know, that's what some people like their underwear. I'm like, nah, I think Jessica Chastain would have great underwear. Uh, we also have Andrew Garfield. Um, he, um, he, you may know him. He was in a movie called Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. I haven't watched that one yet. That's on my list. He was also in a, a movie called The Amazing Spider-Man in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
which people are now saying are good movies. But back when they came out, I remember I was there because I love Spider-Man. Back when they came out, people did not like those movies um, because they're like, it's not the MCU. And they're like, anything that's not the MCU is bad. And now everyone's like, oh, you know, the Zack Snyder DC movies were actually pretty good. And I'm like, well, you really hated them back then because they weren't the MCU. And uh, now everyone wishes the Snyderverse would come back and uh, the Webverse would come back. And it's funny um, because, yes, I do think that the... I love Andrew Garfield. There was no debate on if Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man. He was a great Spider-Man. We all know this. Uh, We all know this. It's always been confirmed. You watch any of those movies, you're like, yeah, he was a great Spider-Man. But... It, but the movies themselves were probably the worst Spider-Man movies uh, that probably come out. Let's be honest, they were. They had some great parts to them, but to be honest, they were probably the weakest of all the, the Spider-Mens uh, of the world. And uh, it's funny because the director's name is Mark Webb, and you think someone with the last name Webb would make a good Spider-Man movie, yet th- he made the worst Spider-Man movies. Um, I don't know. I think the universe was just too, too edgy. I don't know. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind it though. I really hope they bring Andrew back as like the Spider-Man in like the Venom verse movies. You know, I think those would be really cool. Um, but anyways though, um, there's always so much to do, so much to see. We're not talking about Spider-Man though. We're talking about Tammy Faye, um, played by Jessica Chastain, whose underwear I would buy. I just want everyone to know that I'm making a big statement on that. And I think she is like, of women actors, I think she would be, she's like the Ryan Reynolds of women actors. I feel like women all want to bang her, you know? feel like at least, I think Jessica Chastain's up there. You know, she seems like one of those people who doesn't smell bad, you know? Who just naturally does not smell bad. She could be one of those people who just, you know, doesn't wear deodorant and you just wouldn't notice or she does a really good job at making sure she doesn't smell bad either way I don't think she smells bad I just don't think it is a possibility that she smells bad in our world at least not in this universe um in other ones but I think it's very interesting that she did go on to play Tammy Faye who at the end of her end of her life had crazy makeup like she had like tattooed eyeliner and lip liner on and you know I get the idea with the bad makeup that you're like, you know, I put this on every day. Why don't I just get it like permanently put on and I'll make things better. But I don't think tattoo ink and makeup really work the same way. And you just look crazy. That's why, you know, when you age gracefully, you look good sometimes. And like I always say with plastic surgery and stuff like that, you only notice the bad ones. You never notice the good ones. And that is 100% of a fact, and looking at Tammy Faye, that is something you can definitely notice in regards to uh, her and how she does uh, how she does her show and everything on this movie. But, uh, you know, no, I have to say straight up, though, Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield, super great in this movie. Uh, I encourage everyone to watch it, and it's super interesting, even if you're not ex-vangelical. Um, it's super, it's like a super interesting thing to do. And the fact that Jessica Chastain says that the makeup they had to use for this film, like, like really hurt her skin. It says something about her as an actor that like, you know, there is something, you know, an artist, you know, you, you, you would damage yourself a little bit for the art and stuff like that. You know, music, Ben Folds said greatly in one of his songs, seems what's been good for the music 
hasn't always been so good for the life. And that's very, that's a very true statement. I'm telling you right here, folks. Uh, it seems what's been good for the music hasn't always been so good for the life. Um, could be said about the actor. It seems what's been good for the actor hasn't always been f- so good for the life. There's a lot of artistic uh, things you do here. And I don't know. I feel like, you know, Andrew Garfield's great too, but I really, but this movie, uh, the main character is Jessica Chastain, who overall just fucking was brilliant at this. And uh, let's we're we're celebrating Jessica Chastain, and I'm talking about her as if like people were like, "You just want to bang Jessica Chastain." I'm like, "Do you think I have a chance with Jessica Chastain?" And I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about personality here, because women don't care as much about looks; they care more about personalities. Do you think Jessica Chastain? would put up with my bullshit you think do you think that's a possibility right now i go up to her and be like hey watch this video of this old man jerking off do you think jessica chastain would deal with that shit <laughs> no she wouldn't um but uh anyways so, uh, let's talk about a little movie look i'm not gonna spoil the movie for anyone so don't worry about that but uh i am gonna talk about it um in regards to like televangelism uh that was never really part my life at all you know like my parents would watch a couple but it was always just kind of like interesting they kind of wanted to watch and see like that uh my mom would like watch like beth moore and god she watches joel osteen you know sometimes when she's working out in the morning she's like oh and she she's on his side after you know him hiding his money in the bathroom walls i'm like it's like she thinks it's an accident or whatever um yeah joel osteen's not a good person fyi um, but they don't like send them money. So that's a good thing. They don't send these people money, which uh, is very good. Um, so I've never had, uh, anything like this, but Jim Baker and Tammy Faye, they were kind of, their kingdom fell before I was really born. Cause I think it fell in 1989 and I was born in 1993. So a little bit past my time. And it's not one of those things that like people would watch reruns of them or something like that. After they he- hear about that, um, they would, you know, they would not, definitely not, uh, be replaying any of their shit. Um, and then, um, but also in the movie were Pat Robertson and, uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. Um, Pat Robertson, very well known. He, he is still the host of the 700 Club, um, which is crazy shit that he's still around. Um, and he's still on the air because he's kind of, he's kind of crazy. Um, uh, Jerry Falwell Sr. is on. You you know his son, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, who is famous for being a cuck, who I guess his wife would have sex with a pool boy, and he enjoyed watching, which, I don't know, I don't want to kink, you know, we're, we're famous on this show for kink shaming, uh, but I guess Jerry, but we can kink shame Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, because it's funny. Um, but his dad, Jerry Falwell Sr., was played by Denson D'Onofrio, uh, I know him. I know he was in the first Men in Black movie, but he's very famous for playing Kingpin. Like, because it's because this is a recent movie, and recently he played Kingpin uh, first on the Netflix Marvel Daredevil, and uh, he was recently on the Hawkeye season finale. And I assume going forward, he will be continuing to play Kingpin because uh, he is he is so good at playing Kingpin. But um, he, um, but I'm so used to him as Kingpin. It's like why is jerry falwell jr like he reminds me of kingpin because you know jerry falwell jr i mean senior not junior he was like very he you know he was very powerful in christian media and like i guess jerry falwell jr i guess was liberty university uh not probably not that much anymore but probably used to be 
Um, all these guys have weird sex things that's going on. And uh, that's what I would say to anyone going into televangelism. Um, and this was like the height of televangelism. I don't know how big it is today. It's not as, you know, I mean, the big guys are still pretty big, but no, I don't think it's as big as it was in like the eight seventies, eighties. Uh, you know, it's just funny. Um, going on here. Well, yeah, no. So I see him as Kingpin. And so he's like, you know, in the Netflix daredevil show, he kills someone by slamming a car door in his head. Um, so, you know, so it's like weird seeing him as Cherry senior, a so intimidating figure. Um, but he gives, gives off gay vibes to me. Um, if you, if you bring up, if you're like, I know a lot of people are like, you know, I'm against gay people, you know, it's like, that's whatever. But if you bring it up without like, without it kind of like naturally coming up, you bring it up a lot. Like you're, you're probably gay. That's just the, I think Jerry senior might've been gay, uh, or a little bit, a little bit bisexual. Um, but he kind of like, it's weird. Like he's sta- after the Jim Baker, uh, used, you know, uh, studio money or whatever. Um, and some of it were with men and for sex and stuff like that. And he, some of it with men, I tried doing research on the gay stuff, but I couldn't find much. Or I didn't Google hard enough. Someone else may maybe a little bit better on that. But I did not find a ton of things on that. Um, but uh, yeah, so kind of kind of Jerry because it kind of made it up like Jerry Senior was gonna be like, you know what? We're gonna like work hard on this. We're gonna like you know just get a couple weeks off, uh, could do some good PR, yada yada yada, and then we're gonna be back. You know, back and good as new. And then he found out some gay stuff, and then he totally stabbed Bob and Jer- Jim in the back. Not Bob, Jim in the back, which was like, like he really hates the gay stuff because he's secretly gay. That's probably why, uh, he was so against all the gay stuff. Uh, what? because he was secretly gay the entire time. He was gay all along. Um, so, uh, Jerry Fowler senior stabbed his buddy in the back. Um, and, uh, I guess in their whole, all their, their empire fell, um, and stuff like that. And we went back to, and then Tammy, you know, um, Tammy was, you know, for, before I get into other things, um, you know, it, it was hard for me to determine if, um, if I thought Tammy Faye was hot. So I tried looking at pictures of Tammy, like in real life. And I was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm turned on by this because I know she had an affair and stuff like that. But, uh, she was played by Jessica Chastain, who is hot. We all know who she is hot. You know, we, I would buy her underwear and, uh, so it was very confusing. I'm like, do, do I find her hot or not or whatever? It was, it was a weird thing. Um, but you know, I think, you know, but this movie kind of, it was interesting. Cause like I said, I didn't know much going into this on the idea of who Tammy Faye was. I knew she was just like televangelist and stuff like that, but she was actually genuinely a good person. Like I, that's what the vibe I got, uh, from this movie that, you know, Tammy Faye was genuinely a good person even after, um, cause you know, they had the big, like she talked to like a minister who had AIDS and was openly gay and stuff like that. And she would be like, you know what? I really hate that. Uh, we, we hate all the, you know, homosexuality and stuff like that. We hate that like homosexuals or whatever. I think that we should show them God's love. You know, she, I think she generally had the great mindset of like, at least a lot of like openly gay Christians today. I think she had a, she, I mean, I don't know. She had the right mindset, and uh, you know, they try to make a big here like Jerry Falwell Senior was gonna be like, "You gotta fix your wife, Jim." <laughs> it's like never was fixed, and she like still today was seen as like a big, 
a Christ, gay Christian rights activist or whatever. Like she still seems well today. Um, and it's good, you know, you show like her good side, you know, she struggled with pills and that's what all rich people, if rich people are going to struggle with a drug, it's either going to be cocaine or pills. And, uh, I don't think pills are as fun of a drug. It just kind of like chills you out. Not enough for me, like not as much as other drugs. That's a me opinion. But, uh, you know, she had her, she had her struggles. She almost died from pills, which how much do you have to take pills? I guess I guess that's why I've never really gotten pills correctly, because I haven't taken enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that's probably what, that's probably, I just realized that in my head right now, that I've, when I've tried to experience with pain pills, um, I'm not addicted to pain pills, I've tried them a couple times, you know, you know, like you have a bottle, you know, you hurt yourself or whatever, doctor gives you a couple, and then, like, you're feeling better, but, and then you're like, yeah, I have these extra ones lying around, it's like, Let's have a beer in that, you know. It's like it's probably because I haven't taken that much. So, um, so, so I just figured that out on the show. We, uh, but no, I think you know Tammy Faye is is really interesting because Tammy Faye, I feel like, is actually a pretty good person, and it was, I think it showed her in a good light in this. Um, they showed some weird shit behind Tammy Faye, but you know, overall, I think they really showed Tammy Faye in like a good light. Okay, so it's time to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Now, it is Valentine's Day, uh, where I'm at, and it'll be Valentine's Week, apparently, according to a lot of people. So, um, it's time for us to do a little, um, do a little Valentine's Day quiz. And, uh, so I got the iPad here pulled up, and we got a BuzzFeed quiz that I want to do on air. I will try to describe everything for the audio-only people, but you may want to find the highlight and go check that out as well. Um, so um, let's just ch- jump right into it. Um, prepare a romantic Valentine's Day feast, and we'll accurately guess which Taylor Swift song best describes your relationship. All right, let's go into the quiz. Pick a lovely breakfast. So we have um, like a croissant with some strawberries, a heart-shaped pancake. That does not look like a very good pancake. It looks like the thickness looks weird. A latte with like uh, with the latte art being hearts with some leaves underneath it. And um, what I have to imagine is like. I think it's strawberry yogurt or strawberries in a bowl of milk with some oats uh, wrapped around it. Um, so the croissant is good. Um, the croissants are, if it's a chocolate croissant, um, that will be the death of me. That's why I stay away from chocolate croissants. Uh, that pancake does not look appetizing if, uh, from what I'm looking at. It's a heart-shaped pancake, and it looks the thickness is just too uneven for me. And so if you hand me that pancake, I'm like, I appreciate the thought but I don't necessarily want that specific pancake. Uh, the latte uh, looks really good. Um, and that, uh, the yogurt slash cereal slash just strawberries and a bowl of milk. Um, the fact that I don't know what it is makes it unappetizing to me. Um, so really, it's down to the croissant and the latte. Um, I love breakfast food, but this, these are all are kind of like sweets type of thing, and I always try to avoid a lot of sweets. So... Really, theoretically, I'm going to go with the latte on this one, uh, mainly because I think it's the best choice out of all of them. Um, Grab a cutesy lunch. Um, So from what it looks here, a tomato soup, 
Um, it looks like strawberries on something. What? I don't even know what that is. Um, crepes and a salad. Um, so this one's a weird one because I have no clue what that is. And, uh, therefore, um, none of these look appetizing really like this. I guess this is lunch. Um, so, um, I'm going to go with the tomato soup on this one. Uh, I don't know what the, like, looks like strawberries on like a circular thing. The crepes, crepes are more breakfast to me and I'm not a big salad guy. I think I might have to go with the tomato soup because I assume there's going to be a grilled cheese with it and grilled cheese is the shit. And I love myself a grilled cheese. Grilled cheeses are the best. Um, grab a candy to snack on. So, we got the heart-shaped uh, candies uh, that have, like, Be Mine and have other special messages on them. Um, we have what I imagine are some gummy, unidentified gummy candy. Um, they're not edibles because it wouldn't be a snack. You take Because edibles are like you take one and then it works out. You have um, a, a box of chocolates. And you also have, uh, this, um, lollipop type thing. Um, a very interesting type of, uh, you know, thing to, to pick as a snack. Um, the hardship candies, they're fun, you know, eat a couple of them, but overall they're kind of chalky and I don't know if they want chalky. Um, gummies would be up there, but like I said, they're unidentified. So I don't know if I would pick those. Um, the heart shaped, um, Lollipop, you know, those are good to suck on, but the box of chocolates is 100% the winner here um, because you would always um, pick those over anything here. None of the other things seem that good um, as, a, as a choice for dinner. Uh, but this one, pick your Valentine's dinner. Um, let's see. Um, first one, what is that first one? Um, let me zoom in. Um... Okay, it looks like lobster. Um, then we have what I think is tacos. And then another one that's tacos. <laughs> and a third one. What is that third one? Um looks like I think it's pasta, but it looks like just fucking maggots. Like that just looks like maggots. Um We're not we're definitely not picking the maggots. Um that's for sure. I'm not a big lobster guy. I know a lot of people are into lobsters. I'm not that into lobsters. And then there's two tacos. The one on the bottom left looks more like tacos, but the one on the top, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, maybe I'm too much of a basic bitch, but uh, I think these are tacos, and so I'm going to kind of go with the tacos here. I think that's just more my style. Um, add a sweet Valentine's dessert. This is like the arty one. So we got macaroons, I assume? Cupcakes. Um cake and a pie. Um, so you're going to put cake and cupcakes in the same category. You always got to go with cake. Why would you pick cupcakes? Like those are miniature versions of cake. And then that not a big macaroon guy. I've not, I guess I've just not had enough macaroons to be like, I fucking love macaroons. Um, so it's between cake and pie. Here's the thing. I'll go with the other one. Cake can be good, hot or cold. However, 
the pie has to be warm for it to be good in this situation. If it's not warm, it's definitely 100% not worth it. Um, so I'm going to go with cake on this one, but I'm not against pie. I just want the world to know I'm not against pie, but it has to be warm. Like, I don't want a cold pie. That's just like, it's not worth it. I don't want a cold pie. Um, final, it was supposed to be finally, look, folks, it, BuzzFeed is bottom of the barrel content when they can't even get finally correct. I just want to point that out. Finally, grab a sweet fruit to end your day. So we got strawberries, seedless watermelon, kiwis, and cherries. Um, cherries aren't bad, however, not a big, you know, if we're going to go with flavor, um, it's not going to be one of my first choices, so I'm going to put cherries out. Um, kiwis are definitely out. I don't, I'm not a big kiwi guy. So between watermelon and strawberries now, strawberries on their, strawberry flavor is really good, but I'm not a big fan of just strawberries on their own. There's a lot of other different kind of flavors out there. I think I would prefer a little bit more. Um, so that, I think I'm going to pick strawberries. So I'm going to go with the seedless watermelon. Now, I like watermelon, but I feel like when you put the seeds in there, it's like, oh, it was a challenge. And I don't know if you're supposed to eat the seeds or not. I I was told not to, I guess, when I was a kid, so I didn't. But the seedless watermelon looks, and actually that looks really good too. So I'm going to go with the seedless watermelon. One of the better flavors. My favorite flavor of Waterloo, not LaCroix, Waterloo. And uh, I think, yeah, one of my sweet flavors is watermelon, so I'm going to pick that. So I think this is the last one. Let's get to our results. Uh, you belong with me. Oh, I remember you driving to my house in the middle of the night. The one who makes you laugh about to cry and i know your favorite song can you tell me about your dreams i think i know you were belong i think i know what's with me i did not get the melody right on that one so it's you belong with me from uh speak now uh very interesting choice i um did not see that coming um that you belong with me i thought it was gonna be something actually i didn't know what i was gonna get um folks i did not know what i was gonna get on this but uh sometimes the adventure chooses you the song chooses you um, you Belong With Me by Taylor chose me, and uh, therefore I'm going to continue with it. So, yeah, I guess so. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, 
Even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's time for the part of the show called Ask Shweezy. What is Ask Shweezy, you may be asking? Well, it's a part of the show where I get asked questions through my DMs or from email or from other places, and uh, I do my job to answer them. And uh, I know what you're thinking. What? How are you qualified? So let's get on to our first question of the day. Um, Do Christians believe everything in the Bible? Christianity is based on the Bible. Do all Christians believe everything that happens in the Bible? Or do they pick and choose what they believe? Most Christians have not read the Bible, so if they read the Bible and believed an event to be unrealistic or unbelievable, does that mean they aren't Christian? Okay, so that's a good good, good, good question. Um, So I have to start off by saying I am not the actual expert on this, but I did go to church for a majority of my life so far, and so I do have some knowledge in this, and also every little sect of Christianity and every single person can believe something a little bit different, so you got to keep that in mind as well. So uh, let me go ahead and speak out of my ass. Um, so I come from the sect that they, they say, they claim, they were told, um, that, uh, every single thing in the Bible should be, uh, interpreted literally, and that, uh, there's nothing in the Bible that you should not, uh, choose to believe or pick and choose because it's supposed to be God's word and infallible, um, there's a lot of flaws in that logic, and I definitely don't think you should uh, think that way in, in that logic because it can be dangerous because um, people will be like, being gay is a sin, and then they'll be like, and then they'll quote like that Leviticus verse. Then you also realize that if you're following Jesus, there's a lot of uh, things saying that um, there's also contradicting scripture where Jesus decided to uh, end those rules. So that's why you don't follow those rules anymore. And that's why, uh, there's like, you don't stone, uh, people to death and shit like that. There's like rules like that. So like there's things that contradict that. So it's like people will pick, people will say that the Bible should be interpreted literally, but they don't actually, uh, interpret it literally. So every little kind of like sect of Christianity kind of does interpret everything a little bit differently from every other ones. Um, and, but so they technically say they say they don't, but they do. Um, but a lot of times people do pick and choose. There's a lot of scholars out there. Uh, there's one guy I follow on TikTok called like McCall Macklins or McCallins. Um, not sure his actual name, but he he's actually like a scholar of all that shit and will be like that. But I mean, that's the thing though. Um, you know, I'm not trying to determine anything what anyone believes. Um, 
here's here's the big thing I always say because like there's like there's no proof that there is a Jewish exodus out of Egypt, and you know sometimes you have to think here about the Bible and all those stories that. There's there's a chance that most of that may not be true. There's a lot of chance that they are true. It's all 50-50. It can all be 50-50. Um, unless you were there, you can't determine it or have some sort of weird proof. Um, the, the idea is there's a meaning to the story. And so when there's a meaning to the story, you should there's a lesson to the story. Jesus spoke in parables, but the rest of the Bible is not a parable. So it's it's a, you know, it's it, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a weird fence to be on. Um, so, you know, when you talk about the Egypt, you know, you, you left Egypt for your homeland. Like, you know, they all left for their homeland. Uh, the, the story of the ark, God flooding the entire earth and killing billions of people. Um, maybe there, there was never that flood. Noah never exists or whatever. What's the meaning of the story is that God cleaned the earth of all the badness. So there's nothing. So, the world used to be worse than it was. Maybe uh, I'm not. I'm not pitching this lesson very well. Adam and Eve was there a real Adam and Eve? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, the lesson of that is that we fell from God. That's kind of like the the lesson of the story or the meaning of the story. Well, you know, the stories have meanings and lessons to be learned in them. They don't have to necessarily be true. Um, but to answer your question, um, do Christians believe everything in the Bible? They would. Most of them say they do, uh, but actually following that and believing that is also false. So. Um, there's, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a curve there on what they will believe and won't believe. And like, well, that's just a parable. I'm like, well, if you're telling, saying everything's literal, then the stories Jesus told that were parables were real. And so a lot of context, stuff like that. There, you can, you could do a whole class on that. Um, if we were sponsored by Skillshare. We would, I would say go on Skillshare, but we're not sponsored by Skillshare. So don't go on Skillshare. That's, that's the lesson. Um, so anyways, I'll go on to the next question. How is burning books any different than protesting against podcasters like Joe Rogan? The general consensus is that burning books is bad. How is that any different from people wanting to take Joe Rogan off Spotify? I don't understand how one is protection of free speech and the other is not. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I mean, how is burning books any different than... So, yeah, um, I think a lot of the book protests started... Because of a school in Tennessee, I think near Nashville and stuff like that, um, were banning Mouse, uh, which is a graphic novel um, about the Holocaust and kind of like a, a first-hand witness of the Holocaust. Uh, but instead of like people, like the Jews were mice, uh, the and then the cops were pigs, and then the Nazis were cats, and so kind of illustrated like that. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that made them feel uncomfortable because they are probably Nazis, and so the Nazis want their uh, their his, that to be erased. They don't want they want to be seen clean, and they thought the Holocaust was a good thing, and so that's why that. So the bur book burning and stuff like that. Um, it's probably I think that was a big Christian group now in Nashville, um, and um, I don't think there's technically. Um, I mean, you could disagree on the books they're burning, but I don't necessarily think what they're doing is bad if, you know, they do it the correct way or whatever. Um, comparing that to wanting Joe Rogan off of Spotify, um, I don't think there is much of a difference. Um, like I say, I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says, but I also realize and know that these people who are upset with Joe Rogan aren't actually 
checking out his show on Spotify. 100% know that that is 100% the case. Because um, all these people are like, apparently Joe Rogan's saying crazy shit. I used to, you know, check out highlights of his show, but I don't, when they're on YouTube, but I don't watch it anymore, but he's saying crazy stuff. I'm like, okay, you just admitted that you weren't, you didn't go check out his show. Like, okay. And and I think, so there's the controversy, he's saying vaccine misinformation, and they had someone edited together a whole thing about him saying the N-word like 45 times, and it was all out of context. Like, he wasn't saying it as a slur. Like, the, the N-word is a slur, but there's also the context of how you say it, too, that can, that makes a word considered a slur in that, um, and that's what, and so when edited together, like apparently someone did, made it look bad, but he, he said the N-word, however, he used it in the correct context where it wasn't said as a slur. And so, you know, and I think that's the big thing with Joe Rogan is that the people who are criticizing a show don't actually listen to a show or check out the show. They just hear, take things out of context, and then uh, check it out from there. Um, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Like that. Um, so... Um, there is a bit, um, is there a difference? No. I mean, wanting Joe Rogan off Spotify, I mean, and burning a book cause you don't like it. Those, I mean, uh, there, I don't see much of a difference there. They're both a form of protesting. Um, but you know, I think that it's Spotify, Spotify's platform too. And Spotify has the right to keep Joe Rogan on or off. That's up to them in their program. So, um, if the difference is, I think there is a difference, um, the book burning, if you take the book burning itself, there is no difference from that in trying to protest Joe Rogan or try to get him off Spotify. There is uh, there is no difference there. Um, but the book burnings, a lot of it started because of the book bannings from school, and I think there is a problem with the book bannings because that means they're trying to control what students do read in school, and they're trying to, they're trying to like, stop that. So if they're trying to stop, like, a book being read in school, like, you know, they're doing that, like, To Kill a Mockingbird. The story of To Kill a Mockingbird, the story behind that is a lawyer defending a black man who's being accused of murdering someone or doing something illegal. It's been a while since I, it's been a while since junior year of high school. Um, and like that lawyer knows like his case is going to fail. Like he knows it because the jury is racist and stuff like that. They know he's going to be found guilty, even though he has a solid case and solid evidence behind it. And so, it's good showing that, uh, yeah, does, the law isn't fair for black people, and there's other parts of the story, and that makes racists uncomfortable because they believe black people should be murdered and put in jail and stuff like that. And so that's why they they're uncomfortable with like this guy has been pr- it's proven innocent, yet he's still going to jail. And so it's like a weird uh, story. So if you're wanting the book to be banned, why do you want that book to be banned? It's making you uncomfortable. Um, so I think that's more about that. But like just the idea of book burning, I feel like in protesting Joe Rogan, there's no difference there. Um, I don't think there should be a difference uh, in regards to that. So uh, that's kind of my main thoughts on that. What does passing a kidney stone feel like? Okay. I know people say it's very painful and everybody probably gets one through their lifetime. I wonder how does it actually feel? So I've had many kidney stones. In my four years of college, I had three kidney stones. Uh, So, and I've had more since. I had one, my first one, I was like in the third grade. So I've had kidney stones basically at this point my entire life and uh sometimes a couple times i've been to the doctor in the hospital about it and sometimes i just let it pass my own now i just let them pass my own i haven't had if they're too big then you have to go to the doctor but now i've had them before i know what it feels like i a couple weeks ago actually passed like a small kidney stone so this isn't much of a feeling so 
Um, they, they, yes, they are pretty painful. Honestly, passing it is painful, but like you feel so much relief afterwards. You don't think about that. Uh, the part when it gets into your bladder after it leaves, I think it, what happens is the stones form in your kidneys. They leave your kidneys and go into your bladder. The moment they go into your bladder, I think some part like that is when they start, you start feeling the pain. You feel like this back, weird back pain. It's always my right kidney for some reason. So you feel this weird back pain. And that part is like the literal worst part. And so you have to just wait for it to kind of like get into the bladder and stuff like that. And for it to finally pass. Once you, And then once it passes, it's pretty sp it's spiky on the sides, FYI. So it doesn't feel good when you pass and you will piss a little blood. Uh, it's not like just straight red blood, but it's like you'll see your piss will get browner. And uh, so you pass it, and it's like you pass it, you feel like a chunk just coming out. And uh, then you feel it, and you just feel like a hundred times better uh, than you did before. Like pain goes away, you just like, it stings. Like your your dick will sting, or I don't know what how vaginas feel. They do sting, but uh, you feel a loads better. So it's pretty sharp. It's not fun to do it. I, I kind of know what if I have a kidney, well, I have a kidney stone again. Uh, I always just make sure... I stay, I just drink a ton of water and so I'm peeing frequently because the worst thing you want is like, you'll, you'll have that feeling you'll need to pee and then you want to try to pee and then you just don't have enough water or liquid in your system to pass it through because you want a pretty strong stream to pass it. You don't want to get like halfway stuck or whatever. Um, that's not good. So you always want to make sure you have a ton of water and stuff like that because if it just gets stuck in your dick, it's going to be a bad time. I'm saying this as like a guy. I don't know how it works with women I because I've, but uh, women can get any sons too. Um, funny enough, Jeff Foxworthy has this like bit on kidney stones where he's just like, you know, I've had, some women will have kidney stones and they'll have a baby. And cause they say casting a kidney stone similar or less worse or what it's debate on whether it's worse than childbirth. But he's like, well, women will choose to have like a second child. No one chooses to have a second kidney stone. No one will choose to be like, you know what? I'll have another kidney stone. No one chooses that, but you choose to have a second child. So maybe childbirth, childbirth probably sucks, but it's probably not as bad as a kidney stone. In my mind, I think he has a lot of really good point when it's coming to that. Like now, it's like if I feel it coming on, you know, I drink a ton of water, take some ibuprofen, help ease the pain and stuff like that. Um... But yeah, um, after, I always tell people after your first kidney stone, don't go to the doctor anymore after that. Just pass it on your own unless it's like to a point where it's like a couple days or, or like a couple weeks maybe and you're still feeling this pain and you're drinking tons of water. It might be too big to pass. That could be a problem. Me in the third grade, my dick wasn't that big yet. It was pretty hard to pass it. So uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's many, many, many different things. But kidney stones suck a lot. And, uh, they're not fun. I don't suggest trying to give yourself one, but I'll tell you, um, passing the kidney stone itself is not the bad part. As long as you're drinking a ton of water and stuff like that, that is not the worst part of it. The worst part is like when it's in your body and it's like in the process of trying to be come out of your body. Cause like this calcium, uh, stone that's built up and it's, it's horrible. I'm telling you, um, that part is just in your body and just like you're your body's like trying to process it to come out. That is the worst part of a kidney stone. So, um, keep that in mind. Like it doesn't feel good when it comes out, but you feel so much relief once it does. And that's the part that feels, that actually feels really good. But also you don't want that relief. You don't want to get a kidney stone just for a little relief. Um, yeah, so that's kidney stone. Uh, I've had plenty. Uh, I would not recommend, uh, trying to give yourself one, but once it comes out though, it does feel good mainly because your body is just filled with so much relief and stuff like that. So, yeah.
is it okay to be a man-child? It took me so long, and I realized the life I'm having is already too good. I currently don't want to be rich, having powerful social status, grabbing girls, having fame. I just want every day to pass peacefully, playing games, watching shows, helping out my family, hanging out with friends, and have a stable, easy-to-medium job. I saw a lot of people around me suffering so hard to be successful, and they end up having no time to enjoy what they have accumulated over the years. Some guys die rich, but never had the chance to spend the money. Some guys are famous, but became so prisoned because they have to hold their image. I know life will throw a big punch to me someday and being stable isn't enough, but I will have to help. I will have help for my family. I don't have the need to be better than others, buy a house, have a car. I just want to enjoy life because I only live once. This is the contrast to where I live, the biggest city in the country where people drag each other down for money. The the place has high living costs, pretty impossible to buy a house and tons of other problems that would encourage people to be competitive. So first of all, that's not being a man child. Um, that's just called being content with life. And, uh, I'm definitely 100% jealous of you about that because that's kind of you're at a point in your life you're at the part of your life where I think you're in a good you're in a good spot in life and not a lot of people can get to that point um, in their life Um, some people want to be rich Um, in my mind I kind of want to just be financially you know in a financial spot where like you never have to worry about money you're like oh something bad because like you're always like worried about like something bad happening in like you know like car breaking down or something like that and you're like oh that's there goes more money and stuff like that where it's like something bad happens you're like oh okay well this sucks i have to spend the money on it to fix it but uh regardless like you you know you can just you pay it you're like oh, i don't like paying this but moving on i think that's where some people want it successful they want to be satisfied in their career they there's something that they love doing like they're and you made a career out of it and you want to be successful in that it's a lot of musicians it's a lot of artists and stuff like that so you just want to be successful in that and feel good and feel accomplished in what you do there it doesn't feel like you have that problem seems like you're pretty satisfied with life and some people may call you a man child or they may call you just like you don't have any goals in life or whatever but i think whatever you wanted out of life you got and you have and uh so like that and i know uh yeah you know you probably have to worry about you know something big financially bad happening to you but besides that though i think uh, everything i think you're fine with life and i don't think there's anything wrong with your life as you know it, as long as you don't feel any dissatisfaction, as long as you're satisfied, I don't think there's a problem with that. I'm honestly, I'm kind of jealous of you that you have this kind of thing set up for you and you like where you are and how, how the life you've set up for yourself. So, um, I'm just jealous. I know. So I'm just jealous. I don't think you're a man child. I just think you have, you got your life figured out. I don't say you have life figured out because no one has a life figured out, but you have your life figured out. And I'll say, um, respect i have respect for you and everything that you have going into it and so i don't know what else to say on that so i'm gonna move on to the next question i'm gonna drink some diet coke sody pop why do men assume a woman is interested when she is just being nice to you I have seen this so many times it makes me uncomfortable. Sometimes I feel like they can't fathom any other reason to be nice and instantly try to flirt. Um, okay, so it's the age-old question. Is she in love with you or is she just a bartender doing her job? The age-old the age-old question. What? Um 
So yeah, no, um, it's a good, it's a good question. So why do men like when a woman's nice to them, uh, they automatically assume she wants, she's down to fuck. Hmm. So, um, let's. I'm gonna t- maybe let's talk about. Um, almost let's talk about in general first. Then I may go back to you. Um. So many times, probably the specific guy. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of women in his life who are nice to him like that. Um, in, in, I guess the situation set up, maybe like he doesn't have a lot of women who are nice to him like that. Um, I try to be friends with women, especially ones that I'm not trying to fuck. Cause it's, can, it's can easy when like, you're just trying to be friends with someone and you're not trying, there's not like a, the opportunity of like, will we fuck, will we smash? And like, it's pretty easy. And then there's, there's one of Cause I have like friends that are women and, uh, it's one of those, it's like one of those situations where it's like, I'm not going to pursue anything, but if one day they're just like, Hey, let's, let's, let's have sex. And I'll be like, all right, I'm down. You know, it's, it's a weird thing, but like, you're not going to, I'm never going to pursue anything like to try and try and do that. You know, it's just, uh, friends who are women that you would also smash if you, they wanted, to, they consensually wanted to, but they would have to make the first move. It's it's a weird, it's a weird gray area. In my life, um, but anyways, I wouldn't try to like ruin friendships. Not, I don't see women as uh, try not to. I try not to see women as sex objects because that's that leads to bad things. That makes you a bad person if you see it like that. So I have friends who are women who I would smash if they wanted to. It's it's a weird thing, and there's women I don't want to smash. You know, it's just, it's just how it is. Um, so I think maybe they don't have an, enough women friends. You know, because. Uh, so they just assume you're being nice and like, and you know, when you don't have a lot of women coming up to you, you're like, you're very confused. I'm like, does this woman want to fuck me? And, uh, I, you never know the situation. You never know. You never know the story in, in regards to that. So people just, maybe they just don't know. And when you don't know if you don't know. And so, uh, yeah. So there's probably just men in a situation that you're probably being nice to men who know, who think you want to fuck or think you're flirting when you're just being nice. But uh, let's go to you specifically. Maybe your kindness is flirting. And uh, maybe you should figure out how to be friends with someone, uh, be friends with a man, and uh, try not to be flirting. Let's just go with you're the problem. I'm assuming you're probably not. Um, th- there is, th- maybe you're a pick-me girl, and you're, you're trying to get too much male attention. Sometimes pick-me girl... Because a pick me girl is like, I want you to be. Because to guys, it comes across as like, I want you to have feelings for me, but I'm not going to reciprocate those feelings. That's what a pick. That's what somewhat pick me girls are to me. That you're trying to just you know manipulate men into liking you. And you know, pick me girl. The definition of a pick me girl is uh, a woman who always wants attention from men. You know, it's like, oh, can I go? I want to be go to the boys' night with the boys. You know, stuff like that. Cause that's what a guy will like. You know, it's 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 a weird thing. So maybe you're a pick me girl. Um, so stop the pick me girl shit. Uh, you know, I was a former. I used to be a simp, and now look at me. I'm not a simp anymore. I just come across as an asshole. No. Um. Uh. So yeah, no. Maybe you're coming across as that. Maybe uh, your kindness is coming across as flirting. Maybe maybe think here. Um. Hmm, think about your actions and how a man could reciprocate that as you flirting with him. So. Uh, there's a lot of things you could do. Sometimes it's just inner looking inward at yourself. I think is a is a good strategy for you. Maybe look inward at yourself, see where you could be the problem, and where you could find the solution. Sometimes uh, you have to look at yourself to find success, <coughs> or whatever. 
How do you think we'll look at non-binary poly gender fluid identities in 20 years? Do you think it will be much more commonplace and widely used, or will it be, what the hell were we thinking? Um, yeah, it was, okay, so that, that's an interesting thought here. So it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting. I would always uh, tell anyone that I don't, I don't think if you, if you identify as non-binary, I don't give a fuck, um, or poly or gender fluid or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really care what you believe. Um, if you're poly, don't try to date me because I'm not into that shit. I'm a ride or die. First of all, ride or die, bitch. Um, so don't, don't do that if you're poly, but, um, so it's going to be interesting to think here because there are two different scenarios that's going to happen. That's going to happen in this situation. Uh, so we're going to like, let's say 20 years pass. Uh, so it's probably going to be more commonplace. It could be the good one possibility is it could be more common that there's a lot more non-binary people, um, that, you know, maybe we're also asking pronouns before, you know, we're just being a little bit more positive on that end. Uh, it's just, it's just a no more normal thing because let's say in the two thousands, it wasn't super common to be gay or whatever. People were still hiding that. And, uh, you know, politicians were still hiding it and stuff like that but now it's just like you're gay okay whatever that's just like 20 years have passed and so i remember tv was like oh you're gay and it was like a big deal someone's gay like that was their whole personality now it's like yeah fuck men and it's not your personality um so it could be like that it's not a big deal what you are we just you know like oh they them or we're gonna come up with a better word hopefully a better word than they them for non-binary people um you know it could be and then so, yeah, that's one possibility I see. That we were all just like, okay, yeah, you're non-binary. That's normal, whatever. It doesn't big deal. Oh, you're poly, you date multiple people, you're gender fluid. No big deal. So it could be, like, less of a big deal, like being gay is now. Just be like, it's not a big deal. You are, you, you are. That's that's how it is. That's how life is working out for all of us. You just don't identify uh, with the male or the females. The females, as some would say. And then there's the other, the other possibility, where it could just be a trendy thing right now for people to be, like, non-binary or poly or gender fluid or whatever, and you, you, you know, people are just saying that because, you know, when you're young, you know, when you're young, you're into stupid things, and, like, with gender and sexuality and stuff like that, it's, it's a weird thing because you don't, because I, I can't really tell right now, because I know a lot of adults who identify as non-binary, it's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's whatever. And then you have kids who are into it where they're like, they're making it their whole identity and stuff like that. You know, I think I talked last week or a week before that, like, it's not like kids don't think being straight is cool anymore. And a lot of people are just pretending to be bisexual, but then they're like not going to date someone of the same sex. Just saying that because it's like the cool thing to do. And like, you know, it's what it is. So people are either going to grow out of that. You know, people are going to be like, I'm non-binary. Then be like, you know what? I think I'm actually a man, I think I'm actually a woman, or whatever, you know, they could, I think, you think that could be a possibility too, people are like, I can't believe we used to think that, it's so weird, um, what I'm thinking, um, for the future though, I think we're gonna probably fall somewhere in the middle, where there's gonna be a lot of people be like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to pretend to be non-binary, because it was a trendy, and there's gonna be some people who are like, yeah, I'm, I was actually genuinely non-binary, so, yeah, and so, I think that's super interesting. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, um, the actual future, um, but it's going to be cool. So I guess we're going to have to all not kill ourselves uh, to see where the future holds for all of us. Our last question, uh, how do non-drinkers relax or calm their minds without alcohol? 
I don't mean that in a condescending way. I truly want to know. I personally realize how often when I want to relax or calm my anxious mind, I reach for a drink. I'm pretty embarrassed by it and really want to stop doing that. Hopefully for some guidance from others for some starting points. Thanks. Have a beautiful day. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, I, the first thought that comes to my mind is my parents who don't do anything. Like the worst thing to do is like drink soda. And I'm like, well, they, uh, they, you know, like their, their minds are fine because they, they had children to take it out on and now their children drink or whatever. Um, I don't think that's the case. I've not drank for a while and, um, trying not to, you know, I'm not trying to do bad things. I'm trying to do good things. And, um, Mainly what I try to do, um, because I, I love, I don't have a drinking problem, but I fucking love getting drunk, like just getting drunk and then you get to that one point where you just like, you just feeling relaxed and you just want to like lay down, sit on your phone, put some music on, you know, just relax. People get that with weed and other type of stuff. Um, I'm not talking about non-drinking, I'm talking about like all, you know, your, what's considered a vice these days. Um, when, instead of like, how do you relax and calm your minds when you're sober? No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say I have crippling anxiety. Um, and so, um, what I try to do, um, uh, in situations like that, to try to not just be a drunk or whatever, because alcohol really is bad for you. Weed's bad for you. It's all bad for you. Like all this stuff is bad for you. There's nothing good for you. Um, but there's things that are you can kind of, that are a little bit better. I always try to distract myself. Uh, I watch a lot of TV. I think that's what my parents do. Sit around, watch TV. That's just something they enjoy. Uh, you know, I play video games. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, fb.gg slash live. Watch me play video games at least once a week. Um, oh, you know, there's so many things. I think the big thing to do is, uh, like, especially when I'm like, I don't want to drink right now. I'm trying to distract myself from drinking. Uh, you got to distract yourself, I think, is the big thing. Um, distraction is the key to do anything. So, you know, try to get a lot of work done, you know, maybe vacuum and clean or whatever. Um, and then, you know, work on music. That's what I do or play video games and stuff like that. That's how I kind of like, get my mind off of, uh, wanting you to be drunk all the time and trying to be a better person for society. And that's what I do. And that's what you can do. That's what we can all do. Just, all we're trying to do is distract ourselves and then die. That's that's what we're doing with life. Distract ourselves and then die. And uh, with all that being said, that's how we're ending today's episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much uh, for checking out the show today, watching slash listening to the show, or better known as The Lord's uh, Trademark Favorite Podcast. Uh, like I said, you can follow me on all social medias. Uh, that is at the Shweezy everywhere, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and you can check out my music under Shweezy. Uh, don't forget, though, uh, you know, you're listening to my music all the time, listening to the podcast, you're following me on social media. But don't forget to follow me over on uh, Shweezy Live, the new Facebook page, which I will be doing most of my gang streaming and hopefully to get to some music streaming soon. I think it would be fun and uh, a great way to talk and shit and do other things. Uh, have fun on the show. So I'm really hoping to build up that algorithm, uh, like our Patreon algorithm, where you can financially support the show. So that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. But other algorithms you can help us do that are free, um, subscribe to the channel, whether you're listening to the show or watching the show. 
leave us a comment and like the show as well. Uh, we post highlights on our YouTube channel, and that's a great way to send highlights to your friend, to share the show with your friends and family and your grandma, grandpa, and people you don't like. Send, send the show to people you don't like. Everyone this week, I want you to send this show to one person you don't like. Uh, you can also leave us a review on our audio platforms, which means a lot. Uh, obviously, hit the subscribe button and uh, leave us a 54321-star review as well. So thank you so much for our belated Valentine's Day episode of Cancel Shweezy. We're going to end it right here, right now. So honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.